We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Beer? In the water section? You've piqued my interest, liquid death. Okay, so it's not actually beer, it's mountain spring water from the Alps, but it sure as heck looks like a beer when you first see it. And it should pique your interest too, because Liquid Death is the incredible new product that looks like a can of beer, but is actually water that comes in sparkling still and three delicious flavors. We've been downing can after can of Liquid Death at my house, and everyone's always interested. What are you drinking? What is that? Did Xaver just drink a beer? It's been downright fantastic. And best of all, the water is actually incredible. Listen, I am not a water guy, and sparkling water never really did it for me, but even I can't get enough of the lime liquid death, which we have been going through like crazy. So it's fun, it's delicious, and it's actually better for the environment because you aren't adding more plastic bottles to your local landfills. I love the tall boys of Liquid Death, and I know you're going to as well. If you haven't checked them out yet, you should probably fix that right now and get to a store immediately. You can find Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Packers fans and Packer Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. Whether you're listening wherever you get your podcasts, watching on the YouTube side, uh, we appreciate your support. I am Matt Freilich. Alongside me, Eli Berkovitz. Below me is Janelle Mackey. We are filling in for Andy, who is on a well-deserved vacation. I think he's in Charleston, he said. He said, hey, can you guys hop on, do a little video recording? We all turned the cameras on today, uh, freshened up a little bit for you. So we're going to go through the uh, injury report leading into the noon Packers-Bears game down on Soldier Field. Break down kind of what we're looking at as far as the injury report. Lo and behold, another injury flares up for David Bakhtiari, guys. Uh, You know, good segue there. Not in his knee, but apparently in his abdomen he had a appendectomy appendix like yeah have either of you ever had your appendix removed no 
Janelle, and I know people a, who have. Janelle, take this into offense. You seem like someone that would have accidentally had to get their appendix removed. I heard that. Have, I've had like scares where I'll get pain on that side, and I immediately think that it's my <laughs> appendix, but thankfully not. But no, I like I saw that, and my first I was just like, this dude cannot catch a break. No, yeah. like he comes back, and it's like last week we got a taste of the full line, healthy, and it's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be so great. And then once again, you know the issues with that and. I just feel bad for him because I think I saw he said, you know, he went to the team doctor mm-hmm. and he was saying, like, I think I did something to my abdomen. And then next thing he knows, he's having surgery. So good thing he at least was able to notice it before hopefully anything was too serious, because obviously that can be problematic if it were to rupture or something like that. So hopefully it didn't rupture. It was just, you know, easier with what was going on to just remove it. But obviously, I don't know the details about his appendix but it's just kind of one of those unfortunate you know you think the knee is finally coming around and now his organs need to yeah, be removed like, well, so it's just forget your ligaments we're going yeah poor, poor david you know it's just it, it's just been rough for him but hopefully i don't remember like the recovery time for appendicitis because it's just a small incision i believe uh-huh. i don't it's not like a giant cut um so hopefully you know, quick recovery time. And then, you know, the buy is coming up, which is also super nice. So that kind of helps out with that. So hopefully, you know, two weeks from now, he'll be good to go again. Yeah, absolutely. Like the fact that he was, the fact that he was at the facility, you're good. The fact that he was at the facility, it's like, great. You got the doctors there. You got an issue. They can easily like, you have top of the line doctors, like should be a small incision. Doesn't have to be a crazy scar. Mm-hmm. Um, great that you brought up the bye week, you know, because I was like, oh, man, is he going to be able to play next week? It's like eight days, nine days. It's like, oh, no, like there's no reason he shouldn't be able to play right, versus exactly. the Rams. Um, yeah. So all in all, great stuff. When I saw it initially, I didn't even see the injury report. All I saw that was David Bakhtiar was out. So I instantly went and looked, sent you guys the injury report because we always try to monitor that when we can record on Fridays. And then as soon as I sent that, I went back to the time that I'm like, it's not even a knee again. It's yeah. an appendix. Like, what the hell are we doing? Well, I mean, it makes sense what happened today because it's Aaron Rodgers' birthday, and being the best friend that David Bakhtiari is, he could not let Aaron have all the attention today, yeah, so true. he had to go have his appendix removed. <laughs> that sounds very much like David Bakhtiari. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, let's get into it a little bit. Obviously, Bakhtiari will be out. Unsure what the offensive line will look like once again. Um, I imagine probably Zach Tom at left tackle, if I had to guess, although – Things could change. They're probably trying out a different, you know, some sort of different like combinations recently. I heard uh, you're, the boy Zach Jacobson uh, trying to get for the love of his life. Oh, is it Kobe Love or who's who's the guy uh, who was trying Kobe to get? Jones. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe Jones. Thank you. <laughs> uh, trying to get him activated. I mean, there could be a potential there. I think there's a conversation we had to even have Rasheed Walker just being activated, yeah, being on the field. I want to like, see him. I don't know what the offensive line will look like. I don't really want to riff on it too much because it, it's been so volatile and it's just another like wrinkle in this issue. But ultimately, David Bakhtiari out. We'll see what the five they roll with this weekend. Um, I I, I want to I'm, like I'm guessing it's going to be Zach Tom, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see another variation of another um, edge gentleman that we've already discussed on the offensive side of the ball. A little bit more promising. Romeo Dobbs questionable, limited in practice all week from that. from that ankle. To see the combo of him and Watson and finally at their peak form would be fantastic. I think this is a great matchup for them against the Bears with not only a bad secondary, but um, they have some guys banged up. We'll get to that later in the episode. But 
I mean, do you, do you want to push – like, this is just kind of a rhetorical, but, like, would you want to push Romeo Dobbs out there when he's questionable? Like, you really have nothing to play for at this point. Why would you stunt his growth? If you can get into some flow towards the end of the season, get the bye week here, as Janelle already mentioned, like, then you go into the last four games of the season, maybe you can get some chemistry between Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and then depending who's under center, it might work out better. So would you guys – I mean, Eli, I'll start with you. Would you, would you put Dobbs out there right now based off of – the timeline. I feel like he's been out for a long time, but maybe it makes yeah. sense to hold him out for another week or two weeks. We look at the bye. Uh, yeah, it does feel like he's been out longer than maybe we initially expected when he got hurt. But I mean, knowing the Packers, I, I just feel like they're probably going to sit him out way through the bye, playing versus the Rams, and also the Rams is Monday night, so adds another day of recovery for Bakhtiari, Dobbs, anyone else. Um, so it would, it would be nice to see him and Watson out there, but. Hopefully, and assuming uh, that Watson, you know, gets through this game all right. If we see them, you know, what week, what versus the Rams is what week 13 or 14 for the last four games of the year. Mm-hmm. It's a solid stretch uh, to see what they could do together on the field, uh, whether it's with Rodgers or Love, I guess we'll see. But yeah, I don't think I would rush to put him out there. Also, I mean, like you said, not much to play for outside of beating the Bears, but I think I think they could handle it without him. And then just real quick before we move on, because um, I made a mistake and it's bothering me, but his name is Caleb Jones, not Kobe. Caleb Jones. Jones. Kobe Jones. Caleb. I was thinking soccer. Kobe Jones. I think it was a soccer player at one yeah, point. Right? Yes. Kobe Jones is definitely a name. I was like, that sounds like someone. So That's, okay. a, that's a real human. Sounds like some like NCAA basketball player. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> point guard. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely a point guard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dobbs, if he comes back, great. If not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just ultimately like – I'm fascinated to see between him and Watson if they can get some chemistry with this offense. You mix in Lazard, you mix in Cobb um, to see what the offense can look like. So you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, um, Eli, whether or not you know he'll play throughout the rest of the year or Jordan Love. Surprisingly, with no injury designation this week, but again, still nursing that right thumb, that rib injury, which he was very, very um, uh, gray on, very foggy on what he discussed on Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. Basically, it, it seemed like he alluded to some sort of weird protocol at the x-ray during the game. Um, that was, I, he said he won't talk about it until after the season. So it was like, this is really bizarre. Like, is he going to say like what they did was strange, but ultimately ribs are an issue. Thumbs an issue carries basically just DNP on Wednesday and then limited practice Thursday and Friday. Really nothing has changed based off of how we've seen him play. Um, Janelle, I'll start with you. Like, are you surprised that he's going to, I mean, Aaron said this week, like he'd almost, I mean, him at 75%, 80% is better than the next best guy, which is probably true. Kind of, you know, confident or cocky, depending which way you decipher that. But like, are you surprised he's going to be rolling out there on Sunday and in the Packers organization as they've done before? has tried to protect Aaron from himself? Yeah, I mean, if you ask Aaron Rodgers, he he's a warrior. He wants to be out on that field. He's a competitor. So he feels that um, he if he can be out on the field, he's going to find a way to be out on the field. And I'm sure that um, it takes a lot of conversating with him to tell him, like, hey, you are too injured to be out on the field. And um, thankfully – if something were to happen, we've seen really good sh- um, a showing from love where if for some reason, you know, maybe Rogers is playing in this game, they get up by enough and we can just have Jordan love come in anyways. That would be amazing so that we can still rest uh, Rogers, but it's, you know, we all know the kind of person Aaron Rodgers is and he wants to be out on that field. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like you said, the doctors would have to save him from himself because 
that's just kind of how he is. So you have to basically drag him off that field and tell him you cannot play. But he also understands that, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, he, he seems to have a pretty good support for Jordan Love and appreciation for him, which is good. And um, I'm sure he'll be able to help him any way he can from the sideline, which would be, you know, you kind of have the best in your corner for Jordan Love's case there. But yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any indication as to why Aaron Rodgers won't at least start this game. Um, Yeah. Like I said, hopefully get up by enough and then he doesn't have to finish it. That would be the ultimate goal for sure. (laughs) That would be the ultimate goal. I got to ask Eli. I know Eli's like, come to find, you know, over the couple of years, just like his infatuation with Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers, but Eli takes it to a whole nother level. Like, what are your thoughts, Eli? Like, do you want to protect the your asset, whatever you have from Rodgers? Does it make sense to put him in a hostile environment in a Bears game? Or is it like, damn, like this, I mean, potentially, like this could be one of the last rivalry games he'll ever have. I mean, it's, it seems crazy to even say that because it's I, I don't envision it at this point. But like going down to Chicago, like he's always getting banged up down there, always nursing an injury and like, just that field alone, as we know, is just an absolute dumpster fire. Like, it's just such terrible, terrible conditions. It's not even yeah. one of the turf fields that's been under scrutiny <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. It's just it's like just a, a bad nasty, field. <laughs> it's a nasty, sod yeah. soldier field, and it's like – it's it's gross. So, it's like, are you surprised that he's going to play, or do you just, like, run it till the wheels fall off and, like, let him play until he doesn't want to anymore? I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 a t- mm-hmm. I fall, it's weird where I'm falling in for myself with I have love, too. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's weird because there is I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that's like at least curious to see Jordan Love in an extended stretch outside of you know a quarter and a half of football. But I'm not surprised that Rogers is going to play. Like uh, you both said, he is pretty you know stubborn. He's not someone who's just going to sit if he thinks he doesn't have to. And yeah, I mean, I, I really only feel like not only for this week, but the general narrative of sitting Rogers. I mean, I, I do get the value of seeing Jordan Love, even if Rodgers does return. But obviously, you know, I think there's a bigger incentive if you had a really good feeling Rodgers wasn't coming back to sit him, whether it's when he's hurt or just in general to see Jordan Love. But right now, I think too much is in the air for both the Packers to make that move because it would just be too dramatic to be like, all right, well, we don't know what you're doing, but you're benched and we're moving on. Like, that's not going to uh-huh. happen. So for me, it's not, I mean, the only reason, and I thought maybe Rodgers wouldn't have played is because there's a bye. Like, if there wasn't the bye, I don't even think I would have thought about it. But, yeah, you know, we saw him at practice at least limited the last couple of days, which is basically kind of what he does at this point. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly surprised. I just hope that he, you know, plays smart, doesn't take hits that he doesn't need to. And, yeah, we don't want to see him, you know, take a big shot to the midsection, make the ribs any worse, and obviously, you know, protect the thumb, which is – maybe the most important uh, finger, at least, on a, on a quarterback's hand. Which, I, I mean, now that Bakhtiari has been ruled out, that also kind of creates a little bit more concern with the Aaron Rodgers injuries because, obviously, you're taking away um, one of his, you know, protectors. So I think it's one of those things, like, offensive line really has to be on their game, knowing Aaron Rodgers' condition. And also, you know, running the ball has worked immensely you know obviously I think both Jones and Dylan were on the injury report for the week but I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be good to go which is good so I think continue to rely on them but also you know if you're if Rogers is going to be in you have to make sure that you can protect him because doubt he'll be moving around a lot I know you mentioned the field which you know you don't want him 
out there running around too much and risking adding like a third injury to his body. So it's going to be really interesting kind of seeing with the injuries plus the offensive line, just kind of the way the dynamic of the offense and how it's going to work. And I mean, maybe Dobbs will come back for, you know, on a pitch count, who knows just with the way the offense might be rolling. So, yeah, I mean, everything's going to have to click for it to work. I mean, that's kind of been the narrative all year, but especially given the injury situations here, it's really going to be extra important to protect your quarterback. Yeah. I love how you brought it full circle to how we started. You talked about David Bakhtiari being out. Like, can you imagine being a quarterback with your blind side with busted up ribs, like worried about like your, your buddy's not there behind yeah. you to like block. Like I can't imagine like between like a shoulder and a rib injury, it's gotta be the worst feeling to know kind that like, why at you any wonder, moment. Like, what offensive line are they going to want to roll with? Are mm-hmm. we going to see one that we've seen already? Are they really going to try and like mix it up a little bit, make sure that he's as protected as possible? Like, are you going to, you know, where are you going to put Elton Jenkins or. I feel like they should put Elton at left tackle and put Tom at left guard or. Yeah, probably, maybe maybe run in and put Royce Newman at right guard, but and basically I just I use Elton, Mercedes Lewis as your sixth lineman. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think yeah, Mercedes will probably get more snaps in most games without Bob or uh, AJ Dillon on audible plays. You know, have AJ Dillon just kind of pick up pass rushers, and everybody's going to kind of have to be a little bit more yeah. involved in the blocking in this game, especially because you know it's the Bears. They're going to want to get to Aaron Rodgers. It's what they're going to want to do. They know he's banged up, so it's going to matter. A little extra this week to make sure everybody is getting their blocks down 100 and i just to round out this whole conversation on the offense like i feel like all year when bakhtiar has not been out there rogers has been less confident i feel like that's just a narrative that i've seen i think other people would agree with me so it's like what does he look like now that he's got two injuries that he's nursing without finally david bakhtiar i mean he was nursing the the thumb obviously for a couple of weeks we didn't really know about that but ultimately it's um it looks like it's impacted his play now he's got a rib injury and he's without his buddy on the left side um coming off a, you know, a birthday weekend as well. Let's see what they'll be doing down there. So let's finish up on the offense, or excuse me, on the defense side of ball for the Packers guys, real quick hitters there. Two gentlemen um, with injuries they're going through. Questionable, Devondre Campbell with his knee. I'm shocked that he's questionable. I thought when we saw that injury weeks ago, he was going to be out for the year. It seems like he's made some great progress through that through the last couple of weeks. Um, doubtful, I will say I'm not too disappointed in this injury would be the foot from Darnell Savage. I don't wish him any injuries or any setbacks in his career, but ultimately a lot of this has to do with my fandom of Rudy Ford, the way he's been flying around making plays. Um, he's battling a wrist injury. looks like he'll go fully, but that secondary group um, still with some injuries. Darnell Savage, not looking too great this year had that. I think it's a, they're talking about like a Liz Frank injury, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was a different foot injury. I saw throughout this week from someone else, but I thought that was him on the injury he had. So, uh, he's doubtful. I don't see why you'd push him, like let Rudy Ford play. He basically started last game, so give him the reins on that. But that's really where we're at with the defense. I mean, there's a couple guys that had some practice limitations throughout the week, but ultimately those four designations being Bakhtiari being out. We have Dobbs with the questionable ankle, Devondre Campbell with the knee is questionable, Darnell Savage doubtful with the foot, and then obviously Rodgers. No, des- <clears throat> no designation with that rib and that thumb. Let's get to the bear side, guys. I'm looking at this list, and we've done this before. I think it was earlier in the year. And I'm like, I don't even know some of these Bears players anymore. I feel like they've <laughs> had such a turnover from that defensive yeah. side of the ball. It's just yeah. like it's it's wild. So, like, I'm going to fly through these kind of quick because I don't know many of these guys. And if you know who they are, let me know. Uh, Larry Borum, ankle, 
knee offensive lineman. He is out. Jaquan Brisker, I do remember the name with a concussion. He is also out. Uh, Kyler Gordon, defensive back, young kid that they drafted, I believe, out of Washington State, if I'm not mistaken, or Washington. He's well, out with – what is it? Yeah, I think it was Washington. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I was, I was damn close. Uh, so he's out with a concussion. Uh, Riley Reef, remember the name, back, offensive lineman. He is questionable, but was a full participant on Friday. Uh, Trevor Simeon, Eli's guy, out with the <laughs> oblique. Uh, he, I think they shut him down for the whole year. Almost got the start last week, and the, or he did get the start. He was supposed to get shut down. Nathan Peterman was supposed to come in. I made a fantasy move off that with the defense. Didn't really work out as I thought, but it was still a formidable situation for the Bears. Um, and then Kendall Vickler, defensive back, ankle, questionable. So a ton of D-backs there. I mean, I don't really want to sift through anything else other than the fact that I think the big one, Justin Fields, he was, remember, been banged up with a shoulder, he, if you saw the end of the game, was it last week or the week before? Just like in excruciating pain, it seemed like anytime he was trying to do anything, uh, it would have been two games ago because obviously he didn't play last week. So great that he's out there, but they're in a situation, the Bears, with their quarterback, who's played much better than Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, well, statistically, anyways. <laughs> he looks like he's a full go with that shoulder. Um, other gentlemen on this list I'm seeing, like without any designations, you know, Chase Claypool with the knee. Um, one other thing that I wanted to bring up that I think is super notable that sometimes gets missed on these injury reports, which we've come to find out this year, recording these, uh, the IR spots, because those don't get listed. But huge ones this year, this week for the Bears. Darnell Mooney, you know, stud receiver for them, trying, you know, people have count, crowned him as a top 20 receiver. He hasn't really taken that next step, in my opinion, this year. But he was put on IR. Eddie Jackson last week uh, saw the big play, I believe it was from... Uh, who did they play last week? Do you guys remember? It was the Jets. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was from uh, the rookie Garrett Wilson. Puts his foot in the ground. Basically breaks Eddie Jackson's ankle. Uh, so yes. he's out. One of my favorite non-Packers in the league, um, Eddie Jackson, their safety. So he's on IR. That defensive backfield, I think this is what we need to focus on, right? Like I already mentioned three guys that are um, questionable or out between Gordon, Brisker, and Vickler. And then also they're missing their stud safety in Eddie Jackson. Like, Christian Watson is going to have so much yeah. fun. <laughs> he should, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's really what it should be. He should just if you continue. have Watson out there and then if Dobbs is out there on a pitch count, like there's no reason why they yeah, should be. They, they are so injured, the Bears. I mean, they have literally – they have no – I mean, you barely knew their bag, their secondary as it is, and now it's just – Well, and even with, even with Watson, like given Rodgers' injuries – Watson, you don't need to throw him the deep ball. He will make it a deep play with his speed. Yeah. So yeah. I think that is also going to be super beneficial. We saw it, you know, with, with the Jordan Love play and how just, you know, Watson knows his angles and he will beat you. So I think that if they can get him the ball, he's going to have a really fun day. And I'm going to have a fun day because I love watching him run. <laughs> it's just so fast. Like, I just love watching these fast guys because – Growing up, like that was the one thing that you know my dad would always said, like you can't teach speed. And so I just love these guys who are just fast like that. So I think uh, he'll introduce because I did he play against the Bears in week two or was he still hurt? He was still hurt, I believe. Yeah, so he hasn't you know made his mark on his number one enemy now. So the Bears need to be introduced to the revamped Green Bay Packer Christian Watson. Hundred percent, Eli. Your thoughts? I mean, I guess it really comes down to you guys. Like when we're looking at this full circle, right? The defensive backfield super jacked up. 
it seems like it'd be an opportunity for Christian Watson to take advantage or Dobbs or whoever, but like the X factor is going to be Aaron Rodgers' health, right? If they're going to be able to maximize this, otherwise it's going to be kind of one of those slobber knocker ground and pound games. Um, Eli, is that kind of your thoughts that it's going to be come down to Rodgers' health or depending how he's go touch and go before the game? Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely will impact it a lot because I mean, on paper at least as, as not, uh, you know, as not good as the Packers have played this year against this bears team with all the injuries they have, they really should win this game and their offense should be able to move the ball relatively easily. So as usual, I'll say that regardless of Aaron Rodgers' health, I think Aaron Jones should be the focal point of the offense. But yeah, I mean, when, when the Packers need a big play or when they need a third down conversion, and I'm sure it's going to happen. I think, you know, a lot of people are assuming the Packers are just going to like roll over the bears, which I don't really understand why, even when the Packers are good, it's usually a pretty close game. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rogers health definitely going to play a role, but if it was up to me, uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, week one, he averaged over eight yards a carry had 130 rushing yards on 15 attempts, caught a couple passes. Also had, he had two touchdowns total, one receiving one rushing. So, and he also had huge games versus the bears throughout his career. So it's just feed Aaron Jones, use Aaron Rodgers when you need to. And yeah, I mean, you're in a pretty good spot if you're using Aaron Rodgers sparingly and moving the ball down the field through the run game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's be real. The way this season is going, it would not be super shocking to see any Packers fan cracking open a can of beer at 9am on any given morning. It's been a long year. But while it would be understandable, it's probably not actually a can of beer. It's probably an ice-cold refreshing can of liquid death, a new mountain spring water from the Alps. Why is this delicious water called liquid death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. 
Friends, Liquid Death tastes incredible and I can give you that endorsement based on my own experience. I'm not a huge sparkling water guy, but I'm telling you, the Lime Liquid Death is beyond for real and will have you rushing back out to the store for more. Add in the fact that it's a win for the environment and it looks funny when your kids are drinking tall boys while watching the game and you basically have a perfect product. So go get your own Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. 100%. Uh, looking to on the defensive side, we haven't focused much on the offensive side for the Bears. I mean, David Montgomery, he's, I mean, it's basically the offensive line. It's just not allowed anyone other than Justin Fields to make plays this whole year. David Montgomery's played down. Cole Komet had a couple good games. Uh, we mentioned Mooney's out. Chase Claypool is, you know, had an injury throughout the week. We'll see what happens. The one thing I do want to say on the defense, well, two things really, is they force a lot of turnovers this year. They're just barely outside of interceptions forced at, you know, sixth um, in the league, but they have nine on the year. And then forced fumbles, they're actually top five. Um, oh just rocking it that way. So like they're going to cause some disruption. And then the final thing, if you really want to throw a wrench into it, guys, they're second to, excuse me, third to last in yards given up on the ground. I didn't even know this until this, this, this week going through this, which makes sense based off of the the Eagles game. Uh, Packers are dead last. So we might just see ground and pound across this entire game, but ultimately like depending if Rogers can't get that offense flowing and that thumbs bothering him and those ribs are going him, there should be a path of success with being able to run the ball because it looks like anyone's been able to do against the bears this year going off of just like all team stats. So um, I, you know, we're not doing predictions. We don't do predictions anymore. <laughs> no more. I said, Eli <laughs> said probably is going to be a close game. I agree. I don't understand why people would think it'd be a blowout. I'm going to say it's going to be a close game because it not only is it just the way both teams are playing this year, but it's like, like you said, Eli, NFC North matchup. It doesn't matter who's like yeah. anything. Any I've come to learn doing pack a day and any other Packers content. I just throw out the records and throw out everything out the window, you know, plus minus point margins, you know, spread over under like everything just goes out the window because it can be Lions, Packers, Lions, Vikings. It doesn't really matter. It's always going to be a tight, tight matchup. So um, divisional you know, games, you just never know either. Like obviously, um, I think isn't there some record where like whoever wins or like if the Packers win, they're the most winningest team yeah, franchise. Yeah. Am I Eli yeah, clarify? Yeah, Bears and Packers right now I think they both have I think I saw 786 wins, which when I say aloud seems like so many. It seems so but, much. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look. Seven hundred Yeah, because I, I think there's like some that's like so it's many. Maybe it's something eighty-six. Maybe it's two hundred eighty-six, not seven hundred eighty-six, but whatever it is. So yeah, seven hundred seems way too many. But I mean, after hundred, yeah, there's <laughs> that much. I know that they are tied, and the winner will be the most winningest franchise ever. So, so like stakes are super yeah. high. Divisional game, you know, everybody's gonna put their all in it. And the nice thing is the bye week following, so that's gonna be super nice. And yeah, I'm expecting. You know, it, it's been a rocky road, but it's Bears week, and you know, there's no excuses right now. Got to get that win. Eli, you were right. I'm, I'm actually shocked. So I'm, I'm shocked you were game. right. <laughs> no, no, I'm not shocked by that, but I'm shocked by the fact that 786 is, and I thought it was like through the rivalry. That's, I was confused. Yes. Bears have 786 total wins. Packers have 785. I mean, so like, like 10 wins a year for like 70 plus years. I mean, how's unreal, that? right? 
Like when you said it, I was like, oh, he's talking about the rivalry. Then I looked at the rivalry. I'm like, they only played like 190 games, and it's like yeah. there's seven <laughs> more wins for Bowser. Like, bizarre, but I guess you know, well, when the Bears are as old as the Packers, yes. So it's like you yeah, think like twice a year, then it's just yeah, the numbers all of a sudden starts it because they're in what they're hundred fourth, third, over hundred. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are. Yes. So yeah, I mean. Lot, lot on the line, you know, bragging rights, ownership resignings, um, yeah. franchise records. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a hopefully fun Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Noon game, you know, I don't yeah. get disadvantages. I, I think that it's, games. <laughs> it's in Soldier Field. Like, that's what kind of sucks. Like, I hate those, like, just, you just look at the field and it's like, I think the first, when was it? It was, it was a game earlier in the year and I saw the Bears field. I'm like, okay, it looks decent, but like. Throughout this, throughout the fall, it gets so torn up. I can't were they, even imagine. Were they the ones up. where the lines were like super crooked yeah. and like? What <laughs> was that? that? You're right. You're right. Down the sideline, so, yeah. Because I mean, that grass, you can't even get a straight line on it. It's, it's just. Does anybody so, know what the weather's supposed to be like? I don't. The weather, I believe, the report. Eli, our Chicago man. Yeah, what, um, you know, what's going on down there? Like probably doesn't sure believe in like the weather or something. I don't believe in the weather. <laughs> Number one, I, I honestly, unless it's like an hour away, I do not believe in weather forecasts. You can't predict the weather. It's not forecast. He doesn't. He believes yeah. in weather. That it's like, even weather, but I don't believe in yeah. predicting the weather. Exactly. Weather <laughs> is a concept I do believe in, but you can't predict it. Um, meteorologists and Eli just know. According to <laughs> meteorologists, whatever that means, it's supposed to be actually pretty nice. Forty degrees, no rain, no clouds. Uh, not a ton of wind, so should be decent conditions uh, for the Packers to trounce the Bears. Hopefully, Perfect. hopefully. It'll be an NFC North slobber knocker. That is for <laughs> one thing that'll be decided in the trenches. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the landlord, if you will, of Soldier Field going down there and taking care of business. We'll see what the reaction to him is returning after his statement <laughs> from last year being down there. But um, we'll wrap this up here. Eli, let everyone know what you got going on. I know uh, open book's been crushing over on Game on Wisconsin. You, Janelle, and Zach Jacobson. Let everyone else know what you got going on where they can get in contact with you for all your content. Yeah, so obviously here every Saturday, every Wednesday on Open Book, uh, you could find my writing over at Packer Report. And for just about everything else, on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Absolutely. Janelle, what do you got going on? And how do you keep your wits between being with Eli twice a week and then you have Zach? It's just. It's it's nuts. I, I can understand why you're fatigued at the end of the week. I mean, I spend like, you know, my work day plus, you know, strength and conditioning, working with middle schoolers. Therefore, I am prepared to work with them because they have middle yeah. schooler-esque personalities. So I'm trained well through my jobs where it's, you know, it's a cakewalk at this point uh, <laughs> to be able to work with them as much as I do. But no, it's it's fun. And um, obviously like Eli mentioned, I mean, yeah, I'm with Eli twice a week on open book on Wednesdays with Zach. And then obviously pack a day here. Um, obviously we have the video and the audio this Saturday, which, um, again, Andy well-deserved vacation. So you get to see us today. Lucky you guys. And then I also, every once in a while we'll pop on to pack a report. So yeah, keeping busy. But, um, yeah, find me on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. If I have time to tweet, that's where you'll find my work. And then also your passion project, uh, decorating your backdrop. I mean, yeah. we didn't even comment. Oh, yes. Look at the Christmas tree. And the Christmas tree, I know. Actually, I'd be able to show you the, um, the cheese star. Obviously oh, beautiful. Yeah. I need to get, like, a picture of Bart Star 
to put mm -hmm. on it so it can be like you know star, the star. On star. i just have to figure out well i don't have a printer so i might need to just go like print out a picture from walmart but then i have to figure out how i want to put it on the star because i don't want to ruin the star but yeah i take my tree very yeah. very seriously there obviously is the jordy ornament at the top as he should be as always <laughs> Featuring, you know, I also have Randall Cobb, you can see right here, and then Clay Matthews. I can't get my hand to point right there. Fantastic. So, if it. anybody sure, knows I'm... where I can get player ornaments, let me know. I saw somebody post a Charles Woodson one. I know there's a Bart Star one out there, but yeah, I got to get a few more ornaments for my beautiful little backdrop tree. And I'm sure your cats aren't a menace at all yeah. on the tree. I'm sure they're very, very no, when, when they sneak into my office, it's like immediately chewing on it and all that other nonsense. So I'm nervous to put up my tree in my living room for those reasons, but we'll see. <laughs> Wish and, me luck with that. And no, apo no apologies to the people on the podcast side that just listen to us talk about yeah. the, a <laughs> about visual a thing for about 60 minutes, 60 seconds. Uh, so yeah. go check it out on the YouTube side towards like the 30 minute mark in the episode. If you want to see Janelle's tree or throughout, um, always love when the, uh, the podcast version, the video version just completely obliterates any <laughs> sort of content listening or watching um, for myself. You can find me still on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T -T underscore F-R-A underscore. Check me out with Brendan Dorzinski. We're getting through a little lull. He had some stuff going on. He was covering Kansas Jayhawks basketball. I went to a basketball game for the Bucks. It's just we're getting back into it. Mondays, 8 <laughs> Central Time on the YouTube side. Game on Wisconsin for the final dump. We'll be breaking down, hopefully, a Packers victory for the Bears. No injuries that have came from that. And then we'll look into the bye week. I don't know what the hell we're going to preview for that, like basically the next four games of how that looks. Um, but hopefully it's a way to decompress from the weekend and then go into the week looking for some maybe some betting lines or just some breakdown from some news as we set you up for another week of Packers football because they're they're running low, guys. Eli said it earlier. He said four, week 14 or 15. Like, he's got to be wrong on that. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. It is actually week no, 15 I, when they play the I was about to say week 12, and I'm like, no. We, we yeah, when you said 13, I was like, isn't this? They're like, you it know. Already, it, it happens so fast. Every Eli's year. Eli's in denial for how quickly the season is going. <laughs> it happens every year. It's like, oh, we just started. Here's week 10. And it's like, nope, it's going. Right. Yeah. Not only not only is weather forecast made up to Eli, so is time. He just doesn't yeah. believe in time. It's, I don't believe like in time is made forecasting up. time. Oh. <laughs> you don't know we're moving backwards in a loop. You don't know. Fantastic. Well, for uh, Eli Berkovich and Al Mackey, I am Matt Freilich. You guys be well. Enjoy the game. Noon game. Bears, always a good rivalry. As again, uh, game should be one of the trenches. A little bit of a slobber knock. We'll see who can come out on top with some injuries. But as always, go, go back. Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.